0: movies shows video games books whatever your interests may be we all find ourselves escaping to some fictional world at one point or another here on this podcast i want to dive into these vast worlds explore what makes them unique and find out what goes into crafting such a place i'm jacob and you're listening to fictional deep dive Welcome back to the second episode of Fictional Deep Dive. After taking a look at the futuristic Night City in the last episode, today we'll bring it back to a more traditional fantasy. We'll be looking at a bit of a controversial show that left audiences and critics alike divided on their true thoughts and opinion on the show. That show is none other than Amazon Prime's original, Rings of Power. Which has finished up its first season and is based on the works of J.R.R. Tolkien as well as taking heavy inspiration from Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit trilogies. Rings of Power takes place in the fictional land of Middle-earth, a fantasy land where elves, dwarves, and magic all have their place and are pretty well known. If you've seen either Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, then the world will be familiar to you as the show takes its visuals from the version of Middle-earth that Jackson created back in 2001. You'll find hobbits, known as Harfoots, in the show. Elves, dwarves, and man all encompassing the world, as well as forces of evil looming above. As always, however, before diving too deep into the show itself, and looking at whether or not it succeeds in creating a compelling fictional world, let's take a look at the works it's based on, and how the show itself came to be. It only seems fitting to take a look at the creation of Middle-earth and Lord of the Rings series. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote all about the intricacies of Middle-earth, even before writing and releasing The Hobbit in 1937, with The Lord of the Rings releasing in 1954. Over the years since his death in 1973, countless pieces of unfinished work revolving around Middle-earth have been released to the public. Rings of Power takes most of its inspiration from various appendices written throughout the Lord of the Rings books, meaning there was no one piece of work that it was based on, but rather a collection. While Tolkien's work had been adapted to the screen throughout the years, it wasn't until 2001 that it would create the cultural phenomenon that it did with the release of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. The following year, The Two Towers would release with the final installment in the trilogy, Return of the King, coming out a year after that in 2003. The colossal success of these movies basically gave the green light to continue with this world, with various video games and a new trilogy adapting the Hobbit novel from Peter Jackson himself, releasing from 2012 through 2014. Though this trilogy would be criticized for its length, most notably being that the book it's based on is one single book, And Jackson was able to extend that to a whole trilogy of movies spanning from 2 hours, 30 minutes, all the way to almost 4 hours in the extended cuts. The trilogy, though, it has seen some slight redemption over the years, especially with Rings of Power coming out, as there are, as you well know, a group of people really disliking it, enough that they're looking at the Hobbit movies as masterpieces in comparison. With all that being said though, this would all eventually lead to Amazon Prime receiving the green light to produce their own show based in Middle-earth, that would take place thousands of years prior to the events in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and would end up becoming the most expensive show ever made as of 2022. So now that we've taken a look at some of the -the behind-the-scenes history of the show's creation, let's take a look at the content of the show itself, and afterwards we'll dive into how it succeeds, or fails, depending on your point of view. At carrying on the legacy of the films that came before. With the show taking place thousands of years before the films, we are introduced to an entirely new cast of characters, some present in the works the show is based on and many being created solely for the show. These characters are thrown into a few main groups that follow their own storylines that coincide with one another, with three of them eventually connecting with each other at the end. The main group of the show follows Galadriel, who does appear in the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit series, though a different actress is portraying her here, and the mysterious Halbrand, as they wind up on the island of Numenor, a civilization of men that lives west of Middle-earth. Galadriel's main goal throughout the show is to hunt down Sauron for killing her brother. Sauron, along with his orcs, has mysteriously vanished, with almost everybody except for Galadriel having moved on and accepted that he must have died long ago, as there was an enormous war that went on between elves, orcs, and man long before this. The Numenorians have a slightly interesting story throughout the show, but it does fall into some problems that I will be discussing later on. The second group follows another familiar face, though different actor, in the form of Elrond, as he works with the dwarf kingdom khazad doom also known as Moria in the time of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and its prince, Durin, to retrieve Mithril in order to save the elvish city of Linden. Many of these locations will be familiar to those who are fans of Tolkien's work, whether it be the books or even just the movies that came before. The third group follows the elf Arendir and a normal Southlander, Bronwyn, who occupy the Southlands as they uncover a plot that while I won't spoil it, it, does actually have an interesting ending, though not unexpected. The final group is one of the more controversial to many of the fans, as it follows a Harfoot named Nori who encounters a mysterious stranger that largely resembles a familiar wizard, as she tries to help him discover who he is and what his purpose is in this world. The main reason why this remains controversial to many people is due to the fact that Harfoots, or Hobbits, weren't actually present in the works that this show is based on, and The Mysterious Stranger, if the heavily implied identity turns out to be true, does not follow Tolkien lore. While I personally didn't have a problem with it, I can understand why some would feel upset. But I feel like I do have to state that this is an adaptation, meaning that it won't be translated one-to-one. This storyline is one of the ones that does not have a satisfying payoff as some of the other groups this season, though I will say that I am interested to see what they do with it moving forward into season two. As I said before, many of these groups come together in the end, as the show eventually does earn the name Rings of Power, as the Rings of Power do come into play, though much of the story is left largely unfinished, as according to the producers, the season was simply to establish the world during this time. Sauron, or simply the lack of Sauron, is definitely the glue that holds the story together, though I do think that is slightly absent in the first few episodes. All of this may sound slightly confusing without having actually seen the show, but despite its flaws, I do recommend it to those interested, especially if you're a fan of Jackson's trilogies or just J.R.R. Tolkien altogether. Now that I've spent a good deal of time talking about the show itself, let's take a look at the show from a creative writing standpoint, and what it does in particular to unfortunately fail at hooking its audience from the get-go. The sole reason why I believe the show did not live up to its potential lies with its characters. Many of these characters are simply not introduced in a way that allows us to instantly connect with them. In researching this episode, I'll admit that I had to look up many of their names, as unlike established characters such as Galadriel and Elrond, the new characters fail at even properly introducing themselves. Take Arondir and Bronwyn, for example. Their introduction does not have any meaningful story beats until the very end of the episode, and even that is not as interesting as its sideline to Galadriel's storyline. I feel like one of the best ways I can explain this is to say that in Lord of the Rings and even the Hobbit trilogies, we are introduced to characters and get to see them interact with others, when suddenly they are thrusted into a plot that is larger than any of them individually. Because their introductions established who they are as people and didn't rely solely on the fantasy elements, It allows us to sympathize with them and root for them as the story progresses, because we know them as people. In Rings of Power, rather than following along because we have invested interest into these characters, I felt as though I was simply along for the ride, watching events unfold without having a personal connection with the characters involved. I know that this was definitely a lot to take in, and I do hope that I was able to explain it well enough But for those writers out there who are looking to write their own stories, while the fictional world you created needs to feel real, without characters who your audience can understand and sympathize with, your story will most likely fall flat. Now I know that this was all a lot to take in, and while it does seem like I've just been slamming the show for not creating interesting characters, I did still enjoy it. The visuals and soundtrack were simply amazing, and it did capture an atmosphere that left me longing a bit more after each episode as they did get better as the story went on. Rather than crafting a human story and then adding fantasy elements on top of that, seemed like a fantasy was the main highlight which can create a barrier between the audience and the show itself. And with that being said, we have reached the end of another episode. The writings of Tolkien are extremely detailed and provide so much information on this fictional world you created. The amount of discussion created by the show is interesting, though maybe not for the reason the writers intended. Although I haven't yet read the work the show is based on, I was still able to enjoy it, though maybe not as much as the show we'll be looking at in the next episode, as Rings of Power wasn't the only fantasy show taking the world by storm. With that being said, I'm Jacob, and this has been another episode of Fictional Deep Dive. Thanks for listening. Until next time.